Yeah, I'd just like to welcome everyone to our review of AEW Double or Nothing 2020. Okay, so it's day 3,764 of fucking lockdown. And according to Dan, any team in the championship can beat anyone in the Bundesliga. Well, no, I don't think we'd beat Leipzig, but we would beat Union Berlin. You actually said you'd hold them to a draw. Uh, no, I was, I was only joking. Le- Leipzig were amazing Jeez. today. Like, the... The uh, one good thing that's come out of all this, German football is back on. It's providing entertainment along with the wrestling. And all I get from him all day, Paul, is, oh, no, tend to beat these. <laughs> Every game. Yeah, um, I've not really taken up. I've not become a super Le- a super Bundesliga fan like many other people have. I've kind of just let that one. I've been throwing myself into uh, watching old wrestling, old movies, and stuff. So, if you ask me anything that's going on with the football at the minute, all I know is it's not happening. So, are we on air? <laughs> are we recording here? Apparently so. All oh, right. I thought you was are you not introducing the show. <laughs> <sighs> Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever you're listening to us, thank you for listening to Neutral Wrestling. I'm Danny, and I'm really, really annoyed at the moment. Lockdown is happening, the Bundesliga is going on, Dan's getting on me tits, Paul's just being nice and his normal self. How are you today, Paul? Are you all right, mate? I'm fine, I feel like I should start slagging off Bundesliga to feel like I can be part of the team. Well, apparently anyone in the championship will uh, I'll beat anyone in the Bundesliga. So with you supporting the championship team, um, you know, you, you'll be all right. Uh, how is you, you horrible little kit? Yeah, I'd just like to welcome everyone to our review of AEW Double or Nothing 2020. Do you know what today is, Danny? Um, today is Sunday. Today is Sunday, May the 24th, right? And do you know what happened last time? There was a Sunday, May the 24th. Go on. Preston North End were, had their first appearance at the new Wembley and we beat Swindon 4-0, Jimmy Beckford at trick. So, yeah, the last Sunday the 24th. Right now, I, w- I was partying. Here I am. Five years later, I'm sat here in my North End shirt. can smell a bit of B.O. when I'm talking to you two about wrestling. So, yeah. So, it was Swindon versus Preston North End? Yeah, yeah, it was. Swindon now yeah. of League Two. Their fortunes changed. I tell you what, that North End team that day, they definitely would have beat Union Berlin with Beckford up front. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I think 1860 Munich could have beat both of you, but there you go. Um, what happened to them? They're th- Bundesliga 3, I think, or um, the third division. Don't you mean um, Bundesliga Dry? No. I don't even think it is the Bundesliga I think the Bundesliga is only the top two leagues Um, but yeah um, so how are you how was your your viewing experience from last night at Double or Nothing me 
Attempts? Yes. I, I, yeah, I, well, we were sat there and we thought, are we going to get it on our fire stick or what? And then about one minute past one, we realised we're not going to get it on the fire stick. So I basically did a somersault onto my laptop, logged into Fight TV, paid 20 quid for the show, 20 quid. Oh, paid 20 quid for the show, went ours with it on Neil, with Neil. And then, uh, yeah, took a fiver off Neil for this competition and took a fiver off Tebs for the prediction oh, I still, as well. I still need to send you that. It was close, though. What was it in the end? Two, two I points, I beat you it? by one point. One point. I mean... It was, it was the best friends match that did it because you went with private party and I had nine points on best friends. Well, I I was watching on Zoom. There was quite a few of us on. We had a really good night, actually. Danny got very drunk. Um, and we come in about the last five minutes of five ten minutes of the pre-show and the private party um best friends match actually looked really good yeah i wasn't really paying much attention to it myself i was like just texting on my phone but uh it looked all right neil messaged me saying it was all right but yeah you i wasn't really paying attention do you know what lads i hated it really? I, just thought, I just thought it i just thought it looked so clumsy there were so many bits where you sort of seen them set, set tag team moves up together and stuff, and each oh, I just I couldn't get into it at all. I don't know if it's just me being a miserable old bastard, but I couldn't I couldn't get into the match at all. It just looked so awkward at times, so clumsy. And I mean, all I right. get that you know Trent looked decent. Trent looked decent enough. Chuck uh, Chuck Taylor was it was hardly in it to be honest. It was all Trent. Um, but yeah, no, I couldn't. I, couldn't get into it at all. What were like your overall thoughts of the show, Tebs? Do you think it was, do you know what I mean? Like, do you think it was a good show? Great show. Do you think it was great? Yeah. Yeah, great show. For what they've got, for what they do, for um, again, we're gonna replay that. No crowd button over and over again. But for for the cards that got dealt, it was a great show. Right. What about you, Danny? You think it was a great show? I thought it was a fun show. Um it was easy to watch. Um, I've got certain thoughts on certain matches, both good and bad. Um, but obviously, we'll go into them as as the podcast explains. But overall, I thought it was very easy to watch. Yeah, see, I thought, right, it was good. But like the first few matches were all right. And then that stretch of about 45 minutes where we got... Uh, did we get? We got the not Britt Baker, Chris Statlander against Penelope Ford match. That was when I went to I put on Twitter. I went to go and make some uh, cheese on toast. It was pretty good, by the way. Red Leicester cheese. It why, was. Why do you put on? Why do you tell people on Twitter you're going to make cheese on toast? To, sh- to show that I'm like unbiased and neutral. Um, yeah. So went to make some cheese on toast. I, don't know, I just thought I'd share my it re- view experience. It represents. It represents the common man, Danny. It represents the yeah. common man. It's just it's showing even even somebody of his stature can have cheese on toast at one in the morning. Red Leicester. And um, yeah, so I got this cheese on toast, sat there, ate me cheese on toast, and I thought, just as I sat back down, the uh, Chris Statlander got the pin. And then and then Sean Spears comes out, and I thought, well, I might as well go and make some more cheese on toast. We had to make some more cheese on toast. Hang, about- hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you tweet the second cheese on toast? Yeah, did, absolutely. About 40 likes. Um, but yeah, there was, what I'm saying is, there was just like 45 minutes that I thought, this doesn't feel like pay-per-view stuff that needed to be on the show. Like, we had Money in the Bank last month. Well, this month. And it was like, it wasn't the best show, but it was two and a half hours. And I thought it this show would have benefited. Uh, well, well you, 
I don't know what you you, you know showed the podcast in yeah I know that was the preview show. Yeah, we, um, had, we had we had a lot going on, but yeah, um, it was it was absolutely fucking dreadful um, for me. I, I I could not like the main events. The main events were good, um, but it was all the piss ass around in between. Um, I. I <laughs> I, I I didn't enjoy any of it, so this was for me like ten times better um, than Money in the Bank. Oh, as if as if. See, I thought I thought Money in the Bank was all right. It was all right, but they were just a, it went three and a half hours, and I just thought if it had gone two hours forty five minutes, the show would have been a lot better. But what about main event? Main event? Did you love it? Five stars. Stampede Stadium Stampede. Are we starting with that, are we? Yeah, bigger story. Well, we'll I don't. I can't be asked talking about Sean Spears' match yet. We'll let. Uh, well, we already have. Um, but we'll talk about <laughs> talk about the we'll talk about the main event, and then we'll get into the card from the start. It's the main story in it, the stadium stampede match. Personally, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as something to watch as a one-off. It was funny. There was some good spots. There was some imaginative stuff going on. But I wanted to see these in a fucking war games. I wanted to see a proper match between two factions that have been going back and forward for a couple of months. I didn't want a comedy spot. I I wanted brutality. And obviously the certain characters within both factions that lend themselves to, to comedy and to these type of matches and I get that and it can be done throughout the, the the feud but I wanted something big I wanted something where you could hear them laying in shots I wanted to see them at the best I, for me that wasn't that but I still enjoyed it at the same time oh fucking hell Danny gee I thought, it, no, I thought, it, was, I thought it was brilliant I absolutely. I thought. I thought it wasn't the time for blood and guts with everything that's going on in the world. Despite what Candice Michelle might think, um, do you know what I mean? I thought blood and guts weren't necessary. We got a great match, loads of comedy. Um, I I just loved it. Tebs, come on, please tell me you sided with me that you loved it. No, no, I'm not siding against <laughs> you. I'm saying I'm saying I enjoyed it, but I'm saying I didn't want that match. Right, I didn't that's want that see- match now. Maybe we'll get that later down the line because I think yeah. we'll do the blood and guts match, you know, in a few months or something. Mm. Yeah, they start they start marketing the blood and guts match for during March, wasn't it, when they were going to be doing it, and then all this put paid to that. So they've obviously got the plan to do that. Now, the reason I enjoyed it so much is because I think I knew what to expect. Everything that we've seen built up with Hangman Page's drinking and uh, Vanguard One and Matt Hardy and every every Jericho promo, it's all built up towards this and. A lot of it, yeah, it was comedy wrestling a lot of the time, but it was good fun and it was done well. It was, Meltzer said it was creative, I'd put it at that. And you think, I kept thinking back to it all today about all the different spots that came through it. And it it felt natural. It, it, there was never a moment where you were bored of watching it, like the Edge Orton match or whatever. I, I had great fun. A few notable exceptions, but I had great fun with it. I just thought the Sammy Gav- Sammy Guevara is just brilliant. You, the, yes, he's just the character is just like he's like it's like uh, what was that cartoon Road Runner and Coyote? What, what was it called? You'll know. You two are old. Yeah. Um, it was just uh, he, he just like it's like he dies every show where he gets like brutally attacked every show. But as soon as Hangman Page showed up with a horse at the start of the match, I just thought this is gonna be great. 
Like, at the point, I was sort of like, I felt like I'd just watched hours and hours of wrestling in a ring where it was just, like, a bit tacky. It was like, I'm not sure if I even like, like, the wrestlers at the side of the ring shouting and stuff. Oh, like, at first I did, but no, I think it just sounds a bit, like, a bit tacky, a bit like, I don't, I don't know. So I was ready for so, a match like this. Totally the other way with that, mate. I thought it really, really added to it. Um, yeah. And I thought putting Vicky Guerrero there was just genius. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, can, I can see what you mean because it's quite formulaic. It's quite, you know, it, everyone expects it now, but I honestly think it really helped. See, I think it does. It helps, yeah. But I don't know, I think because I've watched like seven or eight weeks of it now. It was like the first few weeks, I was like, oh, this is great. Pineapple Pete or whatever in there with Chris Jericho. And now it's just like, oh, just shut up. Do you know what I mean? I don't need you shouting. Like, oh, What's it going to be like when there's 20,000 of them there then? No, but it just feels like a bit like, I don't he know, always like a backyard show. That's, that's why he loves Japanese wrestling, because they're nice and respectful. Um I did have a look while whilst it was going on. Um, you know the pool um, that they ended up in? Yeah. So apparently, if you go to a <coughs> excuse me, a Jacksonville Jaguars game, you can hire that pool um for you and your fifty friends for twelve thousand dollars for one game. Jesus. But all your drinks are taken care of while you're there. Shut up, sir. I, know, I can't imagine wanting to right. sit in a pool though. Like, do you know what I mean? Can you imagine being it, being an Everton Liverpool derby, Danny? You been sat there in the pool with a pina colada. <laughs> Fucking people, people throwing toasters in with extension leads at you. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it quite caught in. Like, imagine in the eighties if they'd have had one of them. Leeds versus Chelsea. <laughs> this is Chelsea's top guys in the swimming pool. There's just a hot in tub the in the corner. <laughs> yeah, the, the hot tub in the shed. Um, yeah, no, that uh, probably wouldn't work. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was it was good. And the there were some parts like the the horse chasing Sammy, and then what got me was when they got in the golf cart and they were chasing him. Was seeing Bryce Remsberg. I'm not, I'm not sure whether it was Rick Knox or Bryce Remsberg putting Usain Bolt to shame. Because he was running, if you look at it, he was running up next yeah. to the golf cart. He was keeping up with it for a, a while oh. and then just stumbling away afterwards, but he did well. <laughs> so it was, it was fun. It's just not what I would have, what I would have liked. However, what I will say is this went on for, uh, I think it was 35 minutes, and it didn't seem anywhere near that long, no. in a good way. Yeah, I just wanted it to keep going. I just feel it's like there's so many like good little moments that we could like to talk about, like so the horse, the golf cart, the uh, one winged angel at the end, Hangman Page in the bar, Jericho getting the line over him, going to the uh, what was it? The well, it's not called VAR in uh, in uh, America, but I don't know. I just thought it was loads. The thing is, I was like, I thought. Whoever put that ring in the middle must have thought, I've dragged this, got this ring in the middle of the football pitch, and they were in there for about 20 seconds. But Nick, Matt Jackson uh, doing the, uh, the, the goalpost. There was also, and, and that's a good thing about having 10 people in a match, because you're never going to have a dull moment. Because you've got, essentially, you've got 10 individual, uh, excuse me, five individual matches going on. So you're always going to have something, but. 
you never thought, hang on a minute, why is Kenny Omega there when he was really back there? It was very well placed out. It was the narrative was right to get Jake Hager running to the same place that Hangman Page is in the bar with him, and then you naturally see Omega coming in. It, it was a realistic. I know it sounds daft, that, but it it was believable as a brawl going on. I know it was, in, you know, essentially comedy wrestling, but you could really buy into it and all the stories that were going on and how they all accumulated with Sammy Guevara, who deserves absolutely star of the show of that match. Yeah, Sammy, he's just been amazing, hasn't he? I mean, the, the, it sort of paid off, because, like, obviously, I, I, what was it called? This, You know, where they had a brawl throughout, um, throughout Daly's place? You know, the other week on Dynamite, where they had the brawl, where the golf cart incident took place or whatever? Yeah. I just feel like a lot of little things played into that, like the end shot of that dynamite with the inner circle with a football field in the background. And I was sat, when that went off, I was sat there thinking, <clears throat> wouldn't it have been great if they'd have actually gone onto the football pitch? But at the end of this show, it had um, the elite in pretty much the exact same spot. You know what I mean? With the fireworks and the stadium in the backdrop. But yeah, I just find, I loved it. For me. It was great that, storytelling. It was, weren't it? It was. Yeah. Loads of little things just played off into it. What did you prefer, this or the Boneyard match? Boneyard match for me. Yeah, slightly the Boneyard match for me as well. I'd I'd say the Stampede. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I, I can't explain it properly, but the, the Stampede is more of a, the Boneyard match had more of a sort of a, a cinematic quality to it that I just couldn't buy into at the time, and I still can't now, to be honest. Uh, but the Stampede for me was absolutely great. Uh, everybody was on form. Fantastic. Yeah. Quick cut, right? I want to get your... If, if you disagree with me, you disagree with me, right? I'm not saying people have been like, cancel AEW, cancel this, cancel that, right? They could have... I thought they could have shown a bit more tact in, like, having Matt Hardy drowned and uh, was, the guy out of Proud and Powerful declaring him dead after... I was gonna. I was going to say it's the elephant in the room right now. I didn't know whether to bring it up or not, but... I was going to ask what you two thought about me personally. It's like, yeah, it could be a bit like it's a, you could use a bit more tact, but on hindsight, how long do you leave it until you, you, you want to do a spot like that? How, you know, more people, than a few days. Yeah. But yeah. I was I, just sat there, Tebs, right. And I sat there and I thought it, it only emerged like a minute. They've been in the pool and they're doing it. And I just thought, oh, my God, I can't believe they've done that. After everything like people said about the Edge Orton thing with the Benoit thing. Um, and I was sat there and I just thought, I can't believe it's actually been given the green light that they're going to actually drown Matt Hardy. I mean, people, I don't think there's like you need to cancel anything or whatever. Right. But I thought to myself, right, if you yeah. sat there and you're a friend of Shag Gaspard yeah, and you just think, I'll just put I'll put the wrestling show on, whatever. It might cheer me up. And you sat there and you see that, it's going to bring it back to you, isn't it? It's probably not something that needs to be happening within a few days of what happened. Like, I don't know. I just can't believe. If it had been WWE, there'd, been a, there'd be a lot more commotion about it. Definitely. Yeah, okay. First off, if one of his friends tunes in and sees somebody being drowned... <sighs> Yeah, it's a horrible thing. And I'm not saying it was all right. Yeah, I think they should have done something different. One of the ways that I think they were quite clever in getting around it was the shots of Hardy underneath the water. And he was smiling to the camera and he was giving thumbs up. 
So every time he was put under the water, he was showing that he was not actually drowning. He was just under the water, breathing, whatever. And I think that taking away that the fact that he was struggling under the water has made a, a lot more people not notice that it could have been a, an issue. Do you know where I'm coming from? I know what you mean, but I just you just don't need the water. You just don't. You just get the water. You can just have like someone sat in there, Hangman Page sat in there having a, a beer, maybe. If you really wanted to get the fact that you've got a swimming pool at your football ground in there and a bit of comedy, you could have done that. But for like the the spot didn't really wasn't great or anything. What they did, I didn't think anyway. So I just don't think you needed it. You, I don't know. Three days after what? Do you know what I mean? Three four days after, and you do and you someone's drowning. On the wrestling show, after a wrestler has literally just drowned. I just didn't think it was needed. But I guess someone overlooked it. And I'm sure we'd be saying the same if a wrestler fell off a horse and then Handman Page rode in on a horse. Yeah, so it's like saying, look at the Benoit thing, yeah? It was, what, 13 years later? And it was getting heaps of criticism. This was three days later. I, that was a week after the documentary came out, though. It's so the, a bit, that, it's that a bit... Was fresh. It, it was, was fresh, fresh but nobody's really completely grieving like you would in the first few days. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. a bit, you like sort of, you don't move on, but you know what I mean? You deal with it more than you would in that first week. But... The reason there'd be more WWE people shouting about it is because did, there's probably a lot more people watching WWE. AEW has got similar viewing figures to NXT, so maybe just not a lot of people are watching it. I don't know. It's... Uh... We'll the people we have on Twitter are all watching it. But what I have anyway. But... Well, I'll be honest with you. The, <laughs> this probably says more about me than it does about anyone else. Um, the first time I realised uh, and even put two and two together was when you have just brought it up on this podcast. Right. Okay. <laughs> Is this? So, I did, some people, people might have missed it. Like, literally, I, I, I was... Uh, and you know, uh, uh, this is the first the first I have to really think about it. But uh, I was up having a drink and enjoying myself and watching it, having a laugh. I thought the spots underneath where Hardy was smiling and nothing was affecting him was was hilarious. I laughed when yeah. I watched it because I haven't put two and two together. Um, but it I is it's quite. I didn't. It, I clicked on with the drowning thing when I read Twitter the next morning. And then somebody See, mentioned it. That's that's the time I clicked with it because, you know, not everything, you know, a guy being drowned in a swimming pool in a comedy wrestling match uh, versus a guy who was caught in a terrible accident. Off the, I don't know. I'm trying to make excuses. For I it. think I'd been sat there listening to podcasts all week about the details of it, about like, do you know what I mean? I've, I've listened to like an hour long podcast where they're talking about it, reading articles about it. So it was fresh on my mind. Do you know what I mean? They, they mention it. They mention it on commentary, They're on the same show. Do you know what I mean? And then to just have that spot in there, I just think it. It wasn't. It's not like the biggest travesty ever, but I think it was a little bit insensitive, and you didn't. Need yeah, it. I can. I can. As I say, this is the first time I've had the chance to even hear it. The, the people are about. I'd even put two and two together, and I think you're probably right that there was no need for it. It was a quick comedy spot. Um, you could have done without it. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Apart from that, it was great fun. Apart from that, it was five stars. What can I, I say that Kenny Kenny Omega hitting the one wing angel from that height to finish mm -hmm. it? 
I thought was the best way because over the last few weeks and months, I, you guys talked about Kenny Omega and I've heard other people talk about Kenny Omega when he was over in Japan and I never watched him then. I saw the odd match, but I were expecting big things from him in AEW and I hope this is his sort of launch pad on a singles. I, I, do, I do hope that. As much as I like him with Paige, I want to see more from Kenny Omega and I hope that's a sign. But giving him the pin and the big moment to finish it, I hope is a sign of something to come. Yeah, might might be a launching pad, maybe, I suppose, if he wins what the main event on their most talked about match on probably one of the biggest shows of the year and he's the guy getting the pin, it might be a launch to something. Um but yeah. Um Danny, what should we get into uh, the rest of the well, show? Or yeah, I was just gonna talk about Stampede. one of my one of my what I was really impressed with, we've got to be honest with you, not even from just a purely wrestling point of view, just in terms of innovation. I really enjoyed the um, the casino ladder match. Um, I I enjoyed the fact that it was to every two and a half minutes and somebody new was coming out. I enjoyed the fact that it was uh, Brian Cage who come out with Taz. I thought great pairing, um, and. I, I really enjoyed a lot of the, the Darby Allen spot with the uh, the skateboard at the start. Like literally minutes into the match was just unbelievable. Um, you've got so many likable people in there, like Cole Cabana, Cat, Orange Cassidy, Joey Janela, Scorpio Sky. I mean, the stuff that Scorpio Sky was doing with um, with Orange Cassidy was funny. Um, Jimmy Avic um, getting involved, and you know it, it was all. It, it was really, really fun. Spots are there and everywhere, but I really enjoyed the format of it. Do you think it was about five minutes too long? Do you think it went on a bit too long? Maybe so, but at the same time, because it was it was a slow build into them. Well, slow yeah. build is probably the wrong word, but it was a, 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 a it, it was a match in instalments. Um, it, it kept me mind off it. I'm going to be honest with you. I never noticed that it went too long, but I can see where you're coming from. I, I was just at a bit where after Cage had come out and I, I get why they literally buried him but mm. if you're going to have him come out and dominate and destroy everybody and win just have him come straight to the ring down the ramp like Brock Lesnar that shit out of the place um, I just think having him piled up under chairs and, and poker chips to then have the camera missing emerging out of it, I just think it wasted time, and it, it just it seemed to drag a little bit for me. And I, can't, I, I understand why they did it though, because they wanted to give all ten of those guys TV time and pay per view time. But I just it felt like it dragged in, in some parts. I felt like I was watching a ladder match from like an Impact pay per view. Do you know what I mean? It was like just like not many people there, a grotty crowd, <laughs> spot a few botched spots. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me. I'm just. I'm just a bit sick of seeing ladder matches. Like it's oh, we, we've got a few guys. We don't know what to do with on the call. Shove them in a ladder match. It's like I don't know. I just feel like the gimmick of ladder but matches. But there was there was there was a. I understand what you're saying, but there's a point to it. You debuted a new dominant character, and on his first appearance, he gets a shot at the world title. But you could have done that in Battle Royal. You didn't have to go for the... I don't know, for a ladder match. I prefer to see a one-on-one ladder match. Where, like, say, like, Jericho, Shawn Michaels, when they had it, where they're hitting each other with like, ladder matches. They're just like... They used to just warm the crowd up. A few spots here and there. And we've seen it all before, except the Darby Allen spot, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. But, like, we had a no, botch... 
I, I don't know whether I've ever seen somebody get thrown <laughs> a ladder and a person just get thrown out the, the ring. Um, yeah. I, it might have happened, but and I may not have known about it, but I, I thought it was I thought it was quite innovative, to be honest with you, the whole match. I just thought it was stupid. Like, with Darby Allen, I mean, he could have suffered a serious injury that spot. You mean the one at the end with Brian Cage just throws yeah, it out? Yeah. I thought it was just careless, to be honest. And I, I don't know. That's, I'm just, that's I the just Darby Allen spot that you think's careless. That, that's that's the way you draw a line. Some of the stuff I've seen him do, he's he'll he'll be happy getting thrown around everywhere. I hope it will yeah. be anyway. <laughs> Watch tomorrow's I'm news come out. Darby Allen injured. What what would you have him do instead then? Just anything. A nine person ladder match where someone comes down every ninety seconds, where they climb the ladder to grab a chip to become the number one. I just thought I can't be arsed with it. I don't know, it's just a lot to take in. I just, I don't know, it's ladder matches. I'm just bored. It's WWE's fault, really. They have just killed the ladder match gimmick for me. I feel like we, like, how many ladder matches have we seen in the in this period of, um, I don't know, shows in front of no fans? Like, what, there was one at WrestleMania. Um, where was the other one? Was the, was the Money in the Bank? There Technically, was, there were two at Money in the Bank. You had yeah, one at WrestleMania. I feel like yeah. there's been another one somewhere in there. I feel like I've watched another ladder match, and it's just it's just too much. I feel like every, I don't know. I feel like every big show has got to be a ladder match. Fucking hell, I'm sick of it. Mm, but that's I, I my own personal vibe. Yeah, I, I, it, it can get over over saturated, I suppose. I've got to be honest though, out of all the ladder matches, um, and although the Triple Threat one at Mania was good and I enjoyed it. Um, and that was my favourite uh, out of the ones that have gone on recently. Um, so, okay. Um, looking at things, are we going to spend a lot of time on MJF Jungle Boy? Are we just going to say MJF was his usual great heel character and move on? Uh, I want to say I think it's the second best match on the show. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. I, I don't know. I thought it was... I don't know. I think it was better. I've enjoyed this more than I did Moxley against Brody Lee. I thought Jungle Boy. Normally, when I've seen him, like I don't know, he's he's shown like signs of like looking really good, but he's he's green. He look he doesn't. I don't know. Like I feel like he's trying to work out what he's doing next, and I didn't feel like there was any of that here. Um, he sold the arm brilliantly. All the moves were crisp, but I loved all the little MJF little heel touches, which he always does so great. Like you said, Danny. Um, but yeah, I just thought the transitions were great. We're going from like MJF and then into a submission attempt from Jungle Boy, MJF back in. I, I don't know, I just thought it was really good the fact that this was a match between what, 22 year old and a 24 year old? I don't know, I thought to go out there and just have a really, really good babyface versus heel wrestling match. I think these two could potentially both be, well, top MJF in particular could be top guys in the company so years down the line you could be seeing this match again and again I just thought it was my favourite match on the show except the uh, Stampede match anyway, I thought it was really really good um, but yeah Tebs completely agree MJF is fantastic the, the one thing that I remember from this well two things, the where he went off the top rope and landed on his knee and then the, they're having to take a moment to get the doctor in and uh, it's obviously just a heel trick and sneak it. I just think it's fantastic all those little theatrics that he does MJF is absolutely fantastic and there was the was it a powerbomb or was it a hurricane the runner? hurricane runner yeah onto the ring oh, literally onto the ring onto the edge of the ring yeah 
amazing and the, oh. the agility and the skill and like you said I'm, I keep having to check because I, I think they're older than they are you know I'm expecting these guys to be you know pushing 30 they're early 20s this is like they've got another 20 years in them and if there's more of this to come between these two in classic singles one-on-one heel face wrestling fantastic yeah it's Brilliant. like you've I actually literally when that when that spot happened normally I try and be quiet when it's on because it's like two in the morning or whatever I literally went oh I thought is he actually all right See, it looked like he landed right on his head. Um, but yeah, we, it, you've got like, you've got Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. They keep seem to keep having matches. Do you know what I mean? Really good matches, two young guys. And then you've got these two keep having matches. They had a match on TV. I think, they've, I think I've seen them had a match in PWG. Um, but yeah, just really good, really, really good stuff. That, like I said, this was my favourite match on the show. Um, Cody Archer. Did, did you see like right. it? Oh, what? I actually I enjoyed the match. I didn't think they'd go with um, I didn't think they'd go with Cody for the title. I'll be honest with you. But two major things aside from the match, the belt is fucking awful, <laughs> yeah. god awful. I mean, I know Jr. had said that the, the it wasn't finished and they were going to put more plates on it or something, but it looked fucking awful. Um, secondly. Why the fuck was Mike Tyson there? <laughs> it was so random, what wasn't it? The fuck? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Tyson. I grew up in the Tyson era when you see that bastard go, going into the ring with just wearing his black shorts and oh, fucking yeah. LL Cool J. Mum was going to knock you out, blasting. I love Mike Tyson. But if you're going to have Mike Tyson at a wrestling show, you get him to fucking punch someone. Yeah. <laughs> he was just an afterthought, you know, weren't he? Yeah, he, I mean, Lance, Lance Archer, Cody Rhodes, it doesn't matter which one. Either, all right, I wouldn't suggest punching Arn Anderson or Jake Roberts because he probably can't throw a working punch. But if Mike, if Mike Tyson hits someone with the 30, 30% power, then I'm sure either Cody or especially Lance Archer could take it if it was pulled I just don't see, and, and then when he got his Gandhi off, and he's just standing there, and he doesn't quite know what to do, so he just poses, and then yeah. the, the match yeah. finished, and then he posed, and, and he's just like, that was that was poor. You've got Mike fucking Tyson, great stuff. Just do something with him rather than have him laughing at ringside. I was hoping, Danny, that he'd, um, you know, when Sammy Guevara was running away from the horse. I was hoping that, like Mike Tyson would just be lurking in the back and just give him like a right hand or something, you know, because they're doing this thing where Guevara seems to die on every show. Yeah. But yeah, they, they just didn't. They were they were they were two big big takeaways from uh, aside from the match. The match I thought was all right. It was um, it, it, it was it was a decent match to watch. I think it went on a little long, but other than that, I, I can't say it was bad personally. But what did you think, Dan? Uh, I, like you say, I, I've got. I'm just looking at my notes. Too long, um, wrong winner. Tyson was yawning. That's my notes on the match. It went <laughs> yeah, far too long. The cut to him yawning. I mean, come on. Was he a special enforcer or guest enforcer? Or something? He was, was just there to present the bell. I think. I mean, right. at the start, he had that memorable gif that you've seen all while well, you've seen all over Twitter today, where like Lance Archer 
is like beating up someone in the ring and he just goes to Tyson and he just like nods and has a grin on him like that was great but when he goes to him and he's yawning I just thought oh my god I know how he felt at two o'clock in the morning watching a 20 minute Cody Rhodes Lance Archer match I shouldn't say that actually because I like both of them but I just felt like the match just went too we didn't need a 20 minute match third on the card in what was going to be a three and a half hour show and in front of no crowd if we haven't already mentioned yeah, for me, I, I hate those matches that there's too much interference and Roberts got involved too much. The snake came out and Tyson were getting up. Then Arn Anderson was sent to the back. Then another referee came down. It was like, these two should have been good enough to have a match and use a bit of psychology and shit of having having him DDT him in front of Jake. But the, it just relied too much on the people outside rather than the two inside the ring who were doing fantastic stuff. It just my attention kept getting brought to the people who were stood around outside the ring. And God, yeah, that belt. How do you go from that AEW title, whoever designed that, to the one that was whipped up on clip art that they've got now? It's I don't get it. How, how can you just have two such contrasting styles for your titles? I don't know. It, it was weird, weren't it? I mean, as soon as JR's making excuses, do you know what I mean? Where he's yeah. like, oh, well, there's more plates getting on. It's like that guy who's like talked about how he's been meeting this really good looking bird for months to all his mates. She shows up at the pub and he's like, oh, uh, she, she was working late last night. That's why she looked a mess. But, yeah. <laughs> um, right, I think we should probably group together and just get some quick thoughts on um, the Kiss Statlander versus Penelope Ford, which was supposed to be Dr. Britt Baker. Um Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears and the no DQ, no count out for the uh, women's title. Uh, Sheeda versus Nyla Rose. On the Sheeda Nyla Rose match, I'm glad that they've got the title off Nyla Rose. I, I think at this point it was directionless. The storylines were directionless. I wasn't enjoying, I wasn't inv- inv- involved or invested in the character. Um, so I'm glad that they've moved the, the belt over um, again. I feel like a bit of a hypocrite by saying this, but I felt because I like to ha- I like time where people are given time in the ring. But again, I felt this was given a bit too much time. Um, Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears, it was far too short <laughs> for me. Um, and then Chris Statlander versus Penelope Ford could not give a flying fuck. I didn't see any of it. I was making me cheese on toast. Um, but the women's title match was all right. But the first, the first two matches, I was just in and out of the kitchen. You were, really, you were live tweeting your cheese on toast making. Yeah, yeah, I had I, what I did. I got went in right. I had two slices of white bread, cheese on, right, bit of, red bit of red sauce on it, red Leicester, oh. yet, right. And I sat there. I went went back, and I thought, "There's another loaf there. Should I open it?" So I, I got the crust. Yeah, got some cheese on so that you, and mayo. So you had. You ate an entire loaf and then opened oh, another one. I had five slices of bread with cheese on. But we, yeah, but with different variations of sauce. Like I had mayo on one, brown sauce on another, and what are you laughing at, Tebs? And ketchup on another. So yeah, so, I had a great so, time. So out of five stars, which sauce would would have got the five star match out of the uh, out of all them? Because it seems like we're not bothering talking about fucking wrestling today. Well. Uh, the ketchup was reduced salt from Morrison's salt. The brown sauce was HP. Oh. Yeah, HP ones. Ah, uh, you see, there we go. If 
if the HP wasn't reduced salt and it was at the Tokyo Dome, it would have got seven. I'm convinced. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tebs, what's your uh, your thoughts on those three matches, mate? I was going to say HP fruity. Get a bit of HP fruity <laughs> under your uh, <laughs> Not that. Not that oh. matches the. Dome. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I think we cheese on toast. Right. Uh, okay. Um, Seeded Rose, yeah, I, I can buy into Rose being a dominant champ. I can buy into her being, you know, for the next couple of months, hold on to the title, beat everybody in front of her because the women's division, you know, I, I don't see many other people to step up in a minute. So, yeah, if they're going to get the belt off somebody, fair enough. The match didn't ex- excite me. It is what it is. Uh, Dustin Rose Spears, I think um, one of them was uh, there because he got a favour from his brother. And I think the other one has now been resigned to being the exact same he was in WWE before he left. The That match was just, it wasn't even a match. It was embarrassing. It was old ideas recycled to fill 10 minutes on, a, on an overly long show. Um, and Statlander Ford, that's when I said about the women's division. That was a match that you'd see on NXT between their that's... women's roster on a, a normal episode. And when you take Baker out, for eight, six or eight weeks and then you think oh have we got to step up to fill that void and you get a match that all three of us who are wrestling fans here just go nah, I can't bother it's, you know there's, it just shows the lack of depth and I think they're going to struggle I think that women's division is really going to struggle if they well, have another this, injuries. this is what I was just about to put to you do AEW have the worst women's division in American wrestling uh well, it's worse than WWE. It's worse than NXT. Uh, Ring of Honest, have they still got their women's division? Yeah, they've got, they, they they've got, got a float. Obviously, you know, the, things are different. They're, they're, they're not doing shows at the minute. But even if you look at NWA Impact. and you've got you've got the likes of Alison Kay at NWA, Impact have always had a decent, if not good, um, roster of female talent. Um, but NWA, Alison Kay, they've got Melina, who's actually putting on some really good shows. Um, they've got uh, Holly Dead, and they've got a couple of good women. I honestly think AW has the worst women's division in American wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anyone I like in it. I mean, Britt Baker's character has been good recently, but no one else. I just. Uh, the, the, the girl who like was ringside was showing a lot of personality. Is it Big Swole or whatever? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, Big Swole. But they've just they've not introduced him to us, have they? I don't know anything about any of them except Britt Baker. It, it's like any, I was just about to say, can anyone remember? And I, I'm not sure whether it's just me or I've missed something. Aren't we supposed to get an Aja Kong versus Awesome Kong match? Something that I would love to see. Two absolute big, the big women of wrestling. I'm sure we were supposed to get a match between the two of them, and it's just gone radio silent. Unless I've missed Boston something. Kong went, didn't she? I think she that, did. She retire yeah. or something? Was that when it was part of the Nightmare Collective, or just before that? Mm. Yeah. They scrapped it, didn't they? They scrapped that, and Brandy Rose suddenly face turned overnight. And the Arsenal thing was last summer, actually, before Dynamite even started. It was at one of those three. Do you know them three early pay per views, like Fight Fest yeah. or something? Was it one of them, I think? Mm. Well, what are we all thinking then? Um, next one is to talk about is the world title match. Uh, John Moxley versus Brody Lee. Um, something that I've just only 
last night cottoned on to was the fact that Brody Lee was Brody Lee on the indie scene before he went to WWE. And then when he went to WWE, he was Luke Harper. And obviously he's back to being Brody Lee now. Um, and so his his surnames, uh, his gimmick surnames, spell out Harper Lee for the author of To Kill a Mockingbird, which is obviously quite, you know, it's, it's a classic book. Yeah. Um, but I never, I, I, I double-checked, and it, it was, it was he'd done it on purpose because he's, he's one of his favourite authors. I just thought, like, Harper Lee is a very, very, it's a well-known name, but it's also not a common name. You should be able to put the two of them together when one person is doing that. And it was only last night that I realised. I studied that To Kill a Mockingbird at A-level, and I mm. did not even click with that. So, yeah. No. So the same as me, yeah. Mind you, this is the same dude who, it was only about four or five years ago that I realised why Paul Bearer was called Paul Bearer. Okay, are we having a are we having a group confessional? This is the guy who, this is the guy who were four or five years ago clicked on Dusty Roads. <laughs> <laughs> the deep oh, south Dusty Roads. I didn't even. I've got no idea what any of I'm you just... are talking about. Puns wow. in this. Okay, Paul Bearer. Actually, yeah, I know what you mean. Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer. Yeah. Dusty Roads. What Dusty Roads? Dusty. So, so when you travel around Alabama uh, and and the deep south of America and the roads that you drive on are quite dusty. His name is Dusty Roads. It's a, okay, sorry, what were you saying, Danny? Um, yeah, so this Bundesliga, anyway, uh, great, great league, great league. <laughs> um, go on. <laughs> Going back to Moxley and Brody Lee before I went off on a tangent, um, that AEW going from that TNT World Title or TNT tel- Television Championship to looking at that belt, sorry, it's a beautiful looking belt. Um, I enjoyed the match. I I don't think it was overly good. I don't think it was overly bad. Nice to see John Moxley getting the uh, getting the win. But, um, yeah, I, I can't say that it was great or I can't say that it was particularly poor. I just quite enjoyed it and it was the perfect build to what was then the stadium stampede match. Uh, I thought it was it, it was good. It was good. Mm. I thought Brody Lee looked pretty good in there. I don't like his attire, which we've spoke about before, Danny. Um, no, but you see, yeah. I preferred I preferred what he was wearing last night to what he's been wearing before, and I've never seen him wear that that kind of gear like that. But I preferred it to what he has been wearing. Yeah, it was better, it's but it wasn't. Yeah. M- yeah, yeah, we both agree on that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good showing. I thought they had a good match. I just, I don't know. I feel like I just watched that much wrestling that wasn't particularly great. I was just, I was zoning out. I was looking at my phone. I was ready for the stadium stampede match. Just, I don't know. I just wasn't really feeling it. I thought it was all right. What, what I will say, though, in terms of... So the match was good, right? But you, you've debuted these two characters, yeah, at the same period. Do you know what I mean? They'll be remembered to have been debuted in front of, what, the empty arenas in Brody Lee and Lance Archer, two big men. And you've yeah. had them both lose on the first big show. Like, I get why Brody Lee lost, and I did think they did a good job of not... Ma- I really love the finish of the match. Yeah. Uh, 
they made Brodie Lee look really strong, kicking out at one and stuff, and he passed out or whatever. He didn't actually tap or take a pinfall. Um, so I thought they did a really good job with him, maybe not so with Lance Archer. But I feel mm. like if he was going to have Brodie Lee lose, then you, you should have had Lance Archer win. But to just have both of them lose, both of your big men lose, and then what, what we're going to have, the other big man, Brian Cage, probably lose to John Moxley at Fighter Fest. Um, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen... If if Lee had to have lost this match, I'd have liked to see Archer just winning six or seven minutes in dominant fashion versus Cody Rhodes, and then go with the whole Cody's like, well, I lost the main event title match against Jericho. I've lost the TNT title match. I don't know if like the job's getting the better of me. They could have gone with that story going forward instead. Cody's won the belt. I know we're talking about the Brody Lee match, but Cody's won the belt. It's like where do we go from here? Where does Brody well, Lee go from here? Where does Lance Archer go from here? That's it, and if you look at you look going forward now, your um, your champions are all here, are all faces, and from the traditionalist in me always enjoys the fact that you have a heel champion and a face, um, you know, a, a face chasing them and trying to get the best. But I've always loved it having a heel champion, and to have you know all the uh, all, all the belts held by faces, all four. If, Mm-hmm. I never even thought of that, Dan. Yeah, because you've got Sheedy, you've got Hangman Page and Omega. Yeah, I know what. You, and, and 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 that is that going to change? Because what they probably won't do a title switch at Fighter Fest because it's not really like a big pay- the next big pay per view's all out. So unless they do something on TV, they're going to have to. Are they? You can't have a hundred percent worth of babyface champions. But, but Tebs, but did you enjoy the match? But that can I just say as well before we go on there, if you look at the number one contenders for the tag titles as well, the yeah. faces. Good point, best friends, yeah. Pinnock. It's all gone to shit. <laughs> Sorry, Tebs, go on, mate. I interrupted you you, you at the No no, just thinking there, so we've now got Belt on Cody, Belt on Omega, Belt on Hangman. We need mm. the books to win the tag titles. And Brandy to win the women's title, and everything will be all right. I did, I, the the main the main event, yeah, it was just a brawl. And the main thing I was relieved at was the Dark Order not getting involved. I didn't want Brody Lee to be um, this big, powerful heel who relies on his underlings to win it for him. I, I like the fact that he went out sort. Of, getting choked out, he refused to quit, couldn't get him pinned, but he didn't have anybody running and save the match for him. You know, and he, I think that adds to his character. I, I just hope he casts that off. I, I'd just love to see him as this dominating figure. I, I just don't think he needs all those minions with him, but we'll see. I wonder if that that's when you say what's next for Brody Lee. Well, you know, the elite inner circle is only going to go so far. So you've got the Dark Order maybe against the Elite or something. I, I don't know where it's good. There's lots of options. I think they've got more options right now for future storylines than WWE has. Um, they're already having to cross the rosters over because they've run out of um, matches. So the lack, you know, the shorter screen time that AEW have to fill each week, I think they've got a lot of opportunities that are going to be fresh. I think they're going to be the ones to watch over the summer. Yeah, yeah. Um... But I would still like to see that big blow-off serious match between the Inner Circle and the Elite, the one that we were, you know, that unfortunately had to be cancelled, blood and guts. Um, but I don't know. But as I say, you've got you've got faces backing up, 
as the dominant or the, you know the ones challenging or champions. It's a it's it's a bit of a strange one. Maybe Brian Cage can uh, can step up, but then again, it seems a bit of a waste to throw uh, John Moxley's title uh, title run to Brian Cage. One thing that did I did catch on last night. I've got I feel a bit sorry for, for uh, John Moxley. Um, obviously, when he was in WWE champion, he had that thing with Stone Cold on the podcast where Stone Cold basically called him out, said he should be doing more and taking more risks. And now he's got his second, you know, his, his chance to to prove that wrong and to go ahead. And and all of a sudden this pandemic hits and he's not getting the reactions because part of his intense character is the reactions of the crowd. And his title run at the moment is just seeming a little bit, eh. Yeah, yeah, again. He, he needs something. Some people do need the crowd, and Moxley is one that does. But one of the things, there's nothing you can do. Look at the way no. he comes to the ring. He comes to the ring through the crowd. He is part of the crowd. Mm. That, for me, he's part. He comes out of the crowd. He is one of them that comes to the ring. He doesn't come down the ramp like the rest of them. He always comes from a different area. From his, you know, like I say, from the fans. And if those fans aren't there, it leaves a bloke who's on his own. And I think, yeah, I think it's it's. Mm. There's so much more he could be doing, um, but we're just going to start playing that same record again, aren't we? It's like who do yeah. you, who do you, you know? Like we we're saying about you maybe give the belt to Cage or whatever a heel. For me, you can't put. He's, he's nowhere near ready. Do you know what I mean? To no, be like, no, so I, I think the only two people in my head I was thinking when you were talking then, Donnie, who actually would be fitting to take the belt off Moxley? And for me, you probably not go back to Chris Jericho. Yeah, right. You've got Hangman Page, who I think. I think on the first show back in front of crowds, the first pay-per-view should be the guy who wins the belt. But the only other one that I could think is Omega. Do you know what I mean? You go back to Moxley Omega, and Omega could maybe take the belt off him. But again, that's two baby faces. So yeah, it is. I'd have I'd have Cage winning it. At, have Cage winning it at Fighter Fest, and by the time the crowds come back, you've then got the pop of having a face win the belt off so you can still have put the belt on cage over the summer um and still get that pop for when everyone comes back i just think lee and archer are better options me for having your main event title than cage i mean i just don't think he's i don't know even impact only trusted him to have the belt for like what a month or two i just don't think i think archer should have been the one maybe for the heel run with a belt just beating everyone and then maybe you drop it back but I think the, the only one who really could come in and do it, but again, because of travel restrictions, might not be able to, is Pac. He's the perfect yeah. heel to go to, to run it. And somebody who can keep interest during this period, but then when we do get back to normal, have, you know, the uh, the great hit, the, the face win the title in front of the crowd and maybe give that to Moxley to win it back. I don't know. Um, or a rejuvenated Kenny Omega. The, the one thing um, I, I'm going to move slightly off um, off the, the double or nothing. We had some news this morning come out um, from Japan to say that events as of tomorrow can start having 50 people in them uh, within two weeks, 100 people, and then two weeks after that, events with a thousand people in attendance. Um, this will give New Japan the go ahead. Uh, I know they were talking about running some uh, like some dojo shows for a couple of weeks. Um, 
and then moving forward, have these socially distanced crowds of up to a thousand people in four weeks' time. What are your thoughts on that, boys? Just quickly, I'll yeah. start with Dan right. because I know, I know you're, you know, as the two of you, your mother, Japanese heavy. Yeah, great. Do you know what I mean? The Olympics have been cancelled, so get the G1 running throughout the summer. Give us something. Give us the G1. We don't need to be in October anymore. Get, I think the G1 would work in front of no crowd, to be honest. The top guys in New Japan are good enough to work in front of nobody. So, yeah, give, give us the G1 throughout the summer. Huh? Yeah, you, you, if that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. If they want to put the, the shows on, fantastic. Yeah. Um, like I say, I don't really follow the New Japan. When you, I normally know there's a show coming on when you lot start talking about it, so... Any more wrestling to watch at this time is fantastic. I just hope, as long as it's done safe and yeah. as long as everyone's looked after, then go for it. And if people want to go and watch it and wear the masks and and they want to take the risk, off you go. We've been neutral wrestling. This has been our double or nothing review. Um, if you'd like to, please go and subscribe. Please leave us a rating and please follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at neutral res. And what else would we like to plug? The YouTube channel? Yeah, subscribe on YouTube. www.patreon.com forward slash neutral wrestling. Um, check Tebs's movie podcast out. Follow that on Twitter, which is... Uh, at Pod Movie Chef. On YouTube as well now. YouTube superstars. Yeah, listen there to me go. give an in-depth movie review like no movie critic out there could do. All right, boys. Well, listen, thank you very much for tuning in. Have a good week, y'all.